Hold on, wait, real talk, real talk. You do realize that like both of those are services that they have now for like you have um scantily clad women that come over and do both. And I think that's very weird. Like, am I, am I the only one that would be like, yo, like, bro, you're 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 making brunch, you're making grits and baking. Like, you're gonna get popped by the grease or the grits. Have like, you seen now, now I, I will say, look, I'll I'll be the first one to come right out and say, um, I I'd explore a bit when it comes to videos online, but this one found me. Have y'all seen the one where it is uh dudes pay women? Well, it's not even dudes, but they have like these brunch parties where the women be naked and be cooking brunch. Where the women do what? They be naked and be cooking brunch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like they <laughs> they like it's very weird. It's but they be like, making like bacon. I that's insane, bro. And here's the thing, right? My my diet now, like, is extremely healthy. I eat three kiwis a day, one avocado a day. Like, I like am very like strict on trying not to eat out and all that. I still make bacon from time to time. Of course, I make grits, bro. You ain't never made a naked. The way that those pop, you you naked. <laughs> what are you doing? That's great. So anyway, we're not talking about that type of chef or maid. But would you rather have a chef or a maid, fellas? Um, I'm gonna go with chef just because um I'm a I'm a pretty clean person. I'm not the cleanest person in the world, but at the same time, my crib ain't never been so much of a mess where it's something I couldn't knock out, you know, with just like a, a Saturday morning cleaning session, a couple hours max. Mm-hmm. But food, on the other hand, I'm so busy and I'm trying to, you know, slowly change my diet. It's hard for me to meal prep all the time. It's hard for me to find the time to cook. Cause you know, most days I'm getting off of work, getting home at five, five thirty. We's prepping for the podcast at six. I got to edit after I might stream. So just like my time is so concise. I feel like a chef would not only one help me get healthier and get in shape, but two would knock out a lot of time management issues that I'm having. All right, Chris, which one are you going with chef or so, maid? I was going down that rabbit hole that he was going down that yeah, chef would give me time back for one and also help me. It's some fitness goals that I've been trying to hit too, right? But here's why I'm going to go made. I'm going to go made for this reason. If you rely on a chef, you become dependent of a chef, right? If I do all the cooking stuff, the research and all that behind it, it's more liable. I follow that diet even when I'm like out of town, even when I go buy food. You know what I mean? A maid still gives me time back and also... Help me organize things better while I save time on other things as well. So, like, if I go to my closet and I know exactly where this shirt going to be at, I don't have to think about where it's going to be at or this hoodie going to be at. So, to me, a man give me the time management piece. Not having a chef gives me the learning piece that I need so I can get my own goals because of me. You know, that's my thought process, at least. I, I feel, well, from a time management perspective, I definitely feel like I spend more time cooking than I do cleaning. Well, I mean, I don't think so. I cook like three meals a week. That don't really take that much time for me. Right, Grocery so shopping take more time than cooking for me. Facts. <laughs> so, so let me let y'all in on the secret about me, okay? A lot of people think that because I'm very big and like I love trying new restaurants, that like I'm the type of person that eats a hundred different things. No, I do that when I go to different restaurants and whatnot. Right. When I'm at the crib, I make the same stuff all the time and it slaps every time because <laughs> I know how to make it for me and my taste buds. Where am I getting at with this? Um, long story short, the worst part about cooking to me is not like how long it takes and seasoning the food or anything. It's the cleaning up afterwards. Uh, give me the maid. Run that. Run, roll it. Roll it. Like what? You got to clean right. while you cooking, bro. See, but still, here's the thing. It's here's the the thing. thing. <laughs> Even if I clean while I'm cooking, I still have to do the cleaning. Like at some point in time, I have to do the cleaning. And it's not, and certain things you can't, like you can't clean bacon grease. I just said I like bacon. You can't clean that. <laughs> yeah, Why you cook? Put water in hot bacon grease if you want to. Tell me how that goes. <laughs> Tell me the results of your experiment there. You know what I mean? Like, well, what he's saying is, what he's saying is, you take the skillet, drop, you pour the grease out, then pour the skillet in the, in the sink, and then cook your eggs while you washing the, you know, the, the skillet. You, you know, where you gonna pour? Where you gonna pour the grease at, Chris? 
Where you going to Puerto Rico? You ain't never seen the hood specials. You get your little yeah. I know you get the Pyrex. Still gotta wait for it to cool off a little bit. Exactly. Poor hot grease. I will tell you a secret though. I haven't done it in a long time, just because the place I'm at don't need it. But if you got like some plants or weeds or something that you've been trying to kill and weed killer ain't doing it, when you done cooking, take that hot bacon grease outside, pour it on the roots. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 been through that. We been through All right, that. You, we 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 all from the same place. My bad, we, my bad. Deforestation <laughs> is my main game, baby. Okay, I got the black thumb. I touch it. This gonna die if I want to. Oh die. no, I, mayor. The mayor said, "Use your bacon grease to cook the eggs." My heart. Oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's different. That's different. <laughs> mayor, we Thank want you. you around to see Nacho's children. What are you doing, brother? <laughs> You can't. Come on, man. What? Oh, mixed corn starch in the used oil. Okay, that that might work out. But I, if you was raw dog in the bacon grease, I was. I, yeah, that's wild, boy. I know your cholesterol, boy. Somebody cut you. You gonna start bleeding milk for real? That's crazy. That's, <laughs> but anywho, all right, all right, all right. Well, fellas, fellas. We got to talk about some housekeeping and some cleaning of our home. We got to talk about who's getting the MVP and who's going to get into the playoffs from the play-in. We got to talk about it because the play-in games are tonight. As soon as we are done recording this pod, as soon as we cut the live, you can go straight to wherever you get your local games from to watch the play-in. So we're going to talk awards. We're going to talk some playing. We're going to talk some. It's going to be some 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 debate here because there was also a very blasphemous statement that I can't let ride before this show is over. I left off the rundown and y'all might be surprised about it, but y'all just be ready. Be on your toes. All right. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe crew. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs now. Fellas, I think that uh, it is it is very clear. I don't think that anybody is making any arguments about uh, this play-in being potentially one of the most exciting play-ins that we have seen since its inception. We have the two teams battling it out for seven, or we have the four teams, rather, for the seven seeds battling it out and boy it's looking like it's going to be some very good battles between the Lakers who have had a a late push to get themselves in contention and in this position up against the Timberwolves who seem to be falling apart at the seams but you know what they say an animal leaps highest when wounded and then on the other side in the east you have got the Hawks against the Heat which is a very similar situation in some regards in that the Hawks I mean what's going on with them are they really ready to do this in the heat? You know, Chris, them your boys, but can Spo get it done? Is Jimmy the guy? Are they going to be ready? Are they going to be healthy enough to get through the playoffs? All these questions and more on today's episode of The Play-In. No, but seriously, fellas, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Josh. Give me your winners who will be the seventh seed in the playoff. Give me your winners uh, tonight. The seventh seed, I got the Los Angeles Lakers in the West. Gobert is their only interior uh, defender, and we know, you know, what's going on with that. Uh, hence the name of the episode. Um, and listen, anytime I, you count on the French player, you we, not we told y'all territory. last week. We told y'all last week. <laughs> you not a good. T- and this is also the healthiest AD that we probably have ever seen in the Lakers uniform, mm-hmm. um, as far as the level that he's playing at, and. I don't even I think this is going to be AD's game. I think the Lakers this is going to be one of those games. It's the, it's the West Coast game. I know Chris, you got to be up in the morning. I got to be up in the morning. I think by the time 11 o'clock, 11:30 roll around, we're going to be like, "All right, I'll I'll watch the rest of the highlights in the morning cuz it's not going to be a close game." Mm, okay. All right, Chris, what you thinking? What you thinking? Who's making it? Who's uh-huh. the seven seeds? I'm rolling with the Heat first and foremost to my guys. And, you know, Spoke mm-hmm. play for May and June, man. Spoke don't really care about, you know, Spoke, well, people don't realize before a guy named Brad Stevens came along, there was Eric Spostra, a guy that could put people in positions to be successful, right? Now, I'm a big Brad Stevens fan too, don't get me wrong, but Spoke been doing this and he's been doing this and he's been doing this, right? 
Hey, man, Spoke got Duncan Robinson paid. That's probably his greatest accolade. <laughs> to say, like, I belong in the Hall of Fame. I got this guy a $90 million contract. I will say, if, if I'm, I have the heat as well. Um, I'll let Chris keep explaining. But if, if you got somebody that never watched basketball and showed them, like, just the playoffs— they will watch a heat game think Jimmy Butler is the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> it is about that time of year. He always turns into prime Jordan during the playoffs. I don't know what happens, but that man, <laughs> who nasty work. Go ahead, Chris. Who you got coming out the West, man? I got the Lake. So, um, unfortunately I think they're going to play with their food before they really eat it. Um, so, I think they win in blowout fashion, but I don't think it happened to the end of the third quarter. Um, I really don't. The Lakers is just one of those teams. It's just hard to take them serious, man. Like, it was even worse before they made the moves they made. But AD seemed like he show up here. Then he go on stitch. He go on a little stink, stink spree. Then LeBron step up. Then LeBron kind of defers to AD. He go back. I don't know, man. The way Lakers weird. I think they win in about 11, 12 points, but I don't think that it's going to be a blowout like people think. Edwards got something to say about that, and I think he's rejuvenated and he's fired up. But we'll see. We'll see. The two teams that are running into, and they they beat me to it in the uh, in the comments here, but the two teams that are running into serious chemistry issues, they're going to get put in the pack. They're going to get put in the pack. The Hawks are allegedly talking about getting Trey Young out of there, which I'm glad that Trey Young is realizing he's not the number one on the championship team this young. Super exciting. That's great news (laughs) for somebody. Somebody. I don't think he's realizing it. I think the Hawks are realizing it. I mean, who? I'm going to tell you this. If it took the Hawks this young to realize it, this this is why I tell people all the time that, you know, folks were talking about um, Giannis's big brother and saying, like, he wouldn't be in the league if it wasn't for Giannis. (laughs) Look at these front offices and what they're doing. (laughs) <laughs> look at their last names look at who their mothers fathers cousins uncles are a lot of these people don't need their jobs Facts. if you thought if you watched him at Oklahoma and said that's the guy that's my guy right there he's gonna be the number one on the championship team you don't deserve your job you just I don't. think he could be a a, a, a two for sure I that's think what I, I think he's your ideal two honestly he's your yeah. ideal because he, he's what Harden is to be right now to me. And 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 I think that he's a little bit improved on that because if your two or if your one is anything other than a ball dominant small forward or a guard, he's perfect. He's perfect. If your one is Jokic, uh uh Embiid, if your one is Giannis, he's your guy. That's your two. That's your, you know, yeah. if AD is your one, that is your two right there. He's the he's the prime guy. With that being said, the two teams that are running into chemistry problems, do y'all remember what happened to the Warriors after the Draymond punch? Um, they started uh, they off the season like terribly. Yeah. They started off the season terribly. Because it's one thing for internal problems to happen because it blows over like it's nothing. It's another thing for the whole world to see y'all having problems. It's another thing for Kyle Anderson to be going to the locker room saying, y'all kiss his rear end too much. Y'all kiss his rear end too much. That's the problem around here. And by the way, anybody who says that's not the worst trade in NBA history, I mean, you I don't know what to tell you. Walker Kessler is literally Rudy Gobert to the T, just listening to country music instead of eating baguettes. <laughs> like, that's, it, it's literally. Yeah, I, I can't think of one that's worse. The only I one can't. that come to mind, the only one that's up there, only one is up there, was when Brooklyn took on Pete, Paul Pierce, and KG and all that when they was almost forty, and they gave up all of their assets and yeah. everything to the Celtics. But here's here's why I could at least understand and see that. You could at least say these are players with championship pedigree and I'm getting multiple players. So even if one of them underperforms, if the others hold form, right, we'll be all right. And also, like, even though they were washed, they still took Miami to seven, right? Yeah, they. I don't know if they took them to seven. No, not, not when they were Brooklyn. Not when they were Brooklyn. Okay. But either way. I know they had a little bit of playoff success. We're not seeing it out this. of Minnesota. I'll tell you this. They they were further than they were the year before. They were that yeah. much. We can all agree to that. And yet, we're looking at this Timberwolves team. Weren't they a play-in team last year? Didn't they win the play-in and that was kind of their thing last year? 
Yep. No, they were sixty because they played. The, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I remember because they had the celebration and Pat Bev was crying. Uh-huh. And they made him a meme because they won the playing game. <laughs> brother, you're right back there. My brothers in Christ, you gave up your future to. I, I mean, what's the? How does the phrase go? The good news is, brother, you came a long way. The bad news is, brother, you, <laughs> you went, went the, the wrong, wrong way. way. <laughs> Y'all are right back where you started. So I, I think that both of the teams with – I think this is more so about the teams that are struggling with chemistry and all that more than um, the Lakers are just going to be so overwhelming and dominant or more than Jimmy Buckets in the playoffs. His legend and the lore of Jimmy Buckets grows. It's just they're going up against teams that, like, the star don't want to be there for one team – and on the other team, you asking why the, why is Gobert? You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's going on. And, on and, and let me let me say this too. Let me say this too. Last year we had a Celtics and Warriors finals, right? Mm-hmm. Do does people realize that the Heat took that Celtics team that everybody salivated at the mouth with seven games, and not just seven games, a shot away from ruining the Celtics' chances to go to the finals? Like if Jimmy Butler made that shot. The Heat would have been in the finals last year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. And I'll tell you this much. If the Heat are in the finals, I think that they're a better matchup for the Warriors than the the, um, Celtics are. I think they're agree. I think they're a better matchup. I I think they're a much better matchup. But either way you cut it or slice it, this is still, at worst, a team that's one one shot away from a final. So now we're going to look at the teams who are, you know, we talked about the double elimination teams. Let's talk about the single elimination teams that are coming up tomorrow. Fellas, more play-in action is coming our way. And on the East, we have the um, Toronto Raptors going up against the Chicago Bulls. And on the West, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans against, honestly, one of the most surprising teams in the league. And yes, yeah. it's a surprise that they're in the, the playing <clears throat> at all. Don't argue with me about this. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Fellas, who y'all got taking those games? Out East, I got Chicago beating uh, Toronto, even though Toronto probably got a better team, a more healthy team. It's something about that cast in Toronto that I just don't see them winning a big game. And you got, when the playoffs get here, the play-in is part of the playoffs. When the playoffs get here, you need somebody that's going to go get you a bucket. Chicago got two of those. Toronto got maybe one. So the spin ain't doing it for you no more? That, the, Pascal, that, Siakam, <laughs> the Siakam slide ain't doing it that no boy, more? That boy, Turbo Double X. <laughs> His X button is through. Boy, I tell you what, that X button is screaming for me. And, and, and then uh, that means Chicago is going against Atlanta. I got Atlanta getting that eight seed, but it don't matter. They're getting swept you know, mm-hmm. once they go against Milwaukee. Uh, then out west, I have the Pelicans beating the Thunder. The Thunder came a long way. They got a nice, they got a nice core. They got three draft picks. I think they got three first rounders in this upcoming draft. Um, oh so the Thunder are in amazing shape, but I have the Pelicans beating them and then the Pelicans beating the T Wolves as well to beat the AT. Oh man, I, I just I want to let everybody know. You know, we had the segment that Gibbs was wrong, but. I just want to let everybody know, even with the parades inside this city and the guns when they should have been looking at titties, we still got a better career out of John Morant so far than uh, Zion Williamson. So I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> I just want to. I told everybody when the draft happened, that boy's too injury prone. He's gonna be hurt. Here he is hurt again. Chris, who you got take going out the east and the west as far so, as the single elimination teams? I gotta ask Guyton, why are you so confident in the Pelicans? Uh, I'm not confident in the Pelicans at all. It's just like a lesser of two evils. The Pelicans got a little more experience playing in big games than the Thunder, who have absolutely none. I mean, you got Shea over there who can give you a big game. But at the same time, you still got B.I. over there that can get you a big game. You got a couple of pieces in New Orleans that I see showing up in a big game as opposed to the Thunder, who just got one. You don't okay. you don't think C.J. McCollum could give you, give you a, a big game there? Yo. He, he, he gave you 25 in that game. Oh, okay. I was just about to I was just checking. I was just I'm, I'm just saying, let, let's say if let's say Shea give him 40. Yeah. And B.I. give you 30 and McCullum give you 25. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's all about who's gonna come with you. In the playoffs, we mm-hmm. all know the other guys gotta chip in unless yeah. your your stars go legend. Go ahead, Chris. What you got going on, man? Well, I think opposite of you guys, man. Um Zion Williamson for one, right? 
mm-hmm. the Pelicans, right? If they win, they'll see Denver, right? Which, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I don't really fear Denver and don't view them as a true championship contender yet. I think they're still a piece away, but that's my personal opinion. But I'll say this. I'll take y'all back to 2020, right? That Thunder team that had a, 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 re, a rejuvenated Chris Paul because the Rockets shipped them out of there for Russell Westbrook, they took that that Rockets team seven games. Right. Like people don't – they took that Rockets team seven games. Now, you think that now that Shea's older, Lou Dort's better, he's still a monster defensively, Josh Giddy's over there. They got a lot of guys over there that can stretch the floor and defend. They got about four, five guys that six, seven, and can defend. And not to mention Shea can give you 40. I'm rolling with the Thunder. I'm sorry. The Pels, bro, they, they lied – Ends here, they injured. They don't got Alvarado yet. Trey yeah. Murphy yeah, and true. all them guys, they they've been banged up all year. This is why they in the predicament they are. Brandon Ingram been banged up all year. Valentunas got his hands full with them young guys on that block. I'm going with the Thunder in the close one. I'm going. If you want to bet on it, take the alternative spread. Thunder plus seventy and a half points. They cover that. Uh, I'll tell you this much. Anytime you find yourself counting on Herb Jones to contribute offensively. <laughs> My brother in Christ, you are looking at a tough time. You're, he yeah. is one of the best defenders that the NBA has available today. Absolutely. I will not take that away from him. He is a bad boy. And if he can develop that offense, he can be uh, everything that – I won't say that he, he has the ceiling of what Kawhi Leonard was at the height of his powers, but he can reach that level per se, like that stratosphere of two-way player per se. He can do that. Like he he won't be relegated to a lifelong Tony Allen if he develops anything offensively. But with that being said, um, he's not ready yet for you to count on him offensively. Brandon Ingram, like you said, has been through the injury bug and has gotten to him all year. And he's not that caliber of player. Chris, I got to go with you, man. I think that the, the Thunder take it. I think that the Thunder find a way to get in that eight seed. And and I think that that's a real, that the uh, the Nuggets think they lucky stars, that, uh, you know, they got them. And and that's that's how that one's going to work out. In the East, however, I'm I'm very, uh, this this game is such a toss-up. It's a tough one. I, that's what I'm saying. It's so tough. It's so tough yeah. to the point where, I, I got to let my feelings go on this one, Gibbs. I really got to let my feelings go on this, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to just go ahead and, and state the obvious. Who can name the best player on the Toronto Raptors, like, definitively, like, like obviously? Can't give it to you. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Because got- you want to say, you want to say Pascal, but Scotty has been... Scotty yeah. has been really, really good. He's been it, really, really it, good down the stretch. It, 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 it depending on the night, it's some games where Chris Boucher like the best player on the team. And exactly. and Fred VanVleet went off for twenty and twenty this year, mm-hmm. didn't he? Exactly. So I asked that question out of the four guys y'all just named. Three of them play the same position, mm. which means limited availability at that position. Yeah. Therefore, I think the Bulls win this pretty easily when you think about it like that. They got Vuk, DeRozan, and Levine. They start clicking late in the year to get them into the play-in because they've been hurt all year. But also, remember, Toronto gave up on DeRozan, so he got a chip on his shoulder. I don't know why he waited until he was 33 years old to play this good basketball, but... (laughs) I mean, I, I'm really rolling with the Bulls on this one. Uh, and it ain't going to be close, I don't think. I, I think it'll be a close game. I think that it'll be a toss-up. But I'm going to tell you, I think that this game comes down to, in winning time, who can get the job done? Will it be DeMar DeRozan and company? Because DeMar has been resting a few games. He should be ready. He should be rocking. He should be rolling. Or is it going to be Scotty Barnes and company? Because I think that Scotty is the guy – that you want the ball in his hands during winning time. You're not going to tell me with a straight face, I want Pascal Siakam with the ball in winning time. Come on. Come on. Let's knock it off. Exactly. Fred Van Vliet, I could see you saying I want the ball in his hands in winning time because you know you're going to make the right decision and all that. But also, yep. I think the threat that he is off the catch and shoot 
you're stupid if you take that away and try to make him a create a bucket guy instead of who he is, which is a opportunity. He's a really good playmaker and a knockdown catch and shoot guy. <laughs> I don't want to see him have to create a bucket. So I think Scotty is the guy that you had a ball in his hands late. And then the question is between Scotty and, and DeRozan, who do you trust more? And honestly, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if I could make this yeah. game a push, if I could select nobody, I would. I would say, <laughs> hey, you know, I just hope everybody has fun. But the Rose Rosa did hit a lot of big top shots. I, and that, and this is why yeah. and this is why I was just about to say, even though he's getting up there in age, like Chris said, he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. I think the Rosen gets it done in winning time. By a little bit. By a hair. And I mean by one of these hairs on me and Josh head, not one of the hairs on Chris head that's real visible <laughs> from a mile away. I think they get it done by a little bit right there. Now, fellas, before we talk about the actual playoffs, we got to talk about these player awards because it's been some debates this year. It's been some arguments this year. It's been some back. It's been some forth. It's been some who deserves this, who deserves that, who going to get this, who going to get that. So we'll get the obvious ones out the way first. I, I don't think that anybody would disagree, even though I personally dislike the man because he's a fraud. Mike Brown is your NBA coach of the year. I think we'd all agree to that. Getting the Sacramento Kings a three seed, merits it. Yep. No, I don't think it's any debate about that. All righty. I I'm I'm very I'm very saddened for the Walton family at this time as it's you know, <laughs> as much as I joke about Mike Brown being a fraud, I'm very serious about Luke Walton. Very serious. Extreme. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been more serious about nothing in my life. Serious as a heart attack. If that man is somebody's head coach next year, I know something. But anywho, um, so we got the, the coach of the year down. Now, let me ask y'all this, because this is a very interesting question that's been posed. Who's your sixth player of the year? My sixth man of the year is Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's pretty clear cut. If you look at the success of Boston, if you look at what he's been doing off the bench, he's giving you, uh, I believe he's giving you 15 a game off the bench. Yeah, he's giving you 15 yep. a game off the yep. bench. He's an excellent per- perimeter defender that they need off of the bench. And his shooting splits are 48, 44, 87. I don't really think there's anybody off the bench in the NBA that's had a better season than that. Maybe Emmanuel quickly, but I feel like his most his most productive stretch came from when he was starting. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, who you got as your sixth player of the year? So, not to jab at your pick, but Gibbs like this line he always say the best ability is availability Availability. and guess guess who haven't been available this year Malcolm Brogdon but anyway 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 anyway. I'm gonna roll with Emmanuel quickly I mean he's been a vital piece into the Knicks success this year you gotta remember the Knicks were 11 seed at one point before they got clicking and quickly was their jump to that to that to that fifth seed so I really think him playing better alongside Brunson and also the addition to having Julius Randle finally go back to his all-star caliber self, I think quickly was the difference. You know, I this was tough for me. This was tough for me because quickly and Brogdon were the two serious answers here. A lot of people were talking about uh, Bobby Portis potentially being in the conversation saying, whoa, why can't a big win? Shut up. He doesn't belong in this conversation. <laughs> With all due respect, he's been good. He does the things that he does well, well. He don't belong in this conversation. With that being said, I, I too was down to quickly, Brogdon, who do you get? What do you get? And I'm going to say this. Chris is correct in that the best, av- the best ability is availability. That's why Emmanuel quickly has more win shares this season than Malcolm Brogdon. I had to break out the advanced stats on you. That's that's just how close this thing has gotten. But with that being said, I'm going to just tell you this. It's hard for me to overlook how good Malcolm Brogdon was when he was available. This is my last but. If you're available for that many games and you're playing for Tom Thibodeau, baby, you got to be in consideration. I got to give you the nod. I got to give Emmanuel quickly a razor thin edge. <laughs> Over Malcolm Brogdon. Because let me tell you something. If we know something about Tom Thibodeau, that rotation going to be 70 all year long. Maybe if you lucky, seven and a half all year long. And boy, he going to work you like I'm telling you, you going to be out there on that court. 
you're going to be out there on that court like nobody's business. So I, I think Emmanuel quickly being able to survive that and put up good numbers, be productive, and be he's not quite the defender that Malcolm Brogdon is, but for him to be uh for him to bring all the things that he does offensively, um, I gotta give him, gotta give him his props there, gotta give him his love there. Hey, he's he's the guy. I think that he's the uh winner. And the Knicks need something. You know what I mean? The Knicks ain't won nothing in so long. They need something. They need a, it's the Mecca. And they just when, you know. want, when the last time did, did Julius Randle get that most improved that year? He got most improved. He had to, right? Yeah, he got one. I know he got one most improved. And and was didn't Tom Thibodeau win coach of the year with them, or was he a contender? Yeah, he did. He did. He was. Okay. Yeah, they need to win something. You know, it's good for them to win something. Still, even still, give them something. They are the most expensive yeah. franchise in the league. Just yeah, just so. yeah, <laughs> give them something. Give them something. You know that. So with that being said, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. Okay, let's get to let. Wait, wait, wait. Who's y'all defensive player of the year? Who's y'all defensive player of the year? All right, so. <laughs> I know y'all going to call me crazy for this, but just looking at this team stats with this man on and off the floor, I think it's a gimme that a lot of people would say either Jared Jackson Jr. or Brooke Lopez because how many blocks they have. But one, I feel like Brooke Lopez's job is a lot easier because there's so many great defenders on Milwaukee. He just has to be at the rim and clean up. Same thing with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have a relatively bad defense, but down in the interior, Steven Adams is disrupting a lot of shots, putting the muscle in, taking on the big who is the biggest threat. And Jaron Jackson, even though he leads the league in blocks, a lot of his blocks are cleanups, help side. When we're talking about impacting the team defensively, defensive player of the year, I know I go hard for the Warriors a lot on this podcast. I'm going with Draymond. Wow. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Listen listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. With Draymond off the floor, the Warriors have the 28th defense in the league. Games when Draymond is on the floor, they're first. Wait, for real? Yes. Oh, that's a pretty good argument. That's a, that's a pretty good argument. That that's the reason. If you're looking at it from a stats perspective, this is one of Draymond's worst years defensively. If we're talking about from a from a box score perspective, but impacting the team defensively, twenty eight to first is a big stretch when you're on the floor. All right, but I got beef with Draymond still, so I can't I can't support you on that take. <laughs> you try to make people pay fifty dollars for a free bar in Lansing because you went there, and I got beef with you for life. So I, I'm never gonna be on the Draymond wave. I'm sorry. Hey, if you know anything about Chris, he ain't paying fifty dollars for, for nothing. Nothing. <laughs> for nothing. You could bring that man a steak the size of his back from the purest cattle that you have ever seen in your life, Chris. I get thirty dollars for it. I mean, that's about uh, that's the best nothing. he could do, bro. It's Wagyu, uh, Wagyu, Wagyu, Seiku. Don't matter. I get thirty. Why you charging fifty dollars? I get thirty. Listen, 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 listen. He said fifty is my bar tonight because I'm here. You know what I did? Oh, I said, fellas, leave parking lot pimping. Let's get it. <laughs> get he, said, he said, the, the bar is yours, but the parking lot is mine. The parking lot is mine. <laughs> Hit him with the pat there. Hey, you know. This is your time, but the next four years, that's mine. That's all mine. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like your pick, though, guy, because it does make sense. I've seen a couple people say Draymond's a sleeper. But here's my pick, right? If we're talking about pound for pound, hold it down defensively for your team. I'm looking at how you help the team defensively in every aspect, rim protecting, right? Perimeter defense, help defense, and also zone defense, utilizing the zone defense when you do use a zone. The clear pick for me is Evan Mobley. You have Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland at point guard with Ricky mm. Rubio as a backup. And Jared Allen missed half the games this year. And when he's been on the court, they've been top five in the league defensively. And he has Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell at point guard. Evan Mobley is clearly the defensive player of the year to me. If he is in at least second place voting in this, then I'm going to have a problem. Because what he does for that Cavs team defensively is, 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 is ginormous. It, it, it can't even be measured. 
can he be measured? He can guard you on the perimeter and also guard you at the rim. I, I didn't even think of that. That's a very solid pick. I, I will tell y'all this. I know the defensive player of the year is either going to go to Brooke Lopez or Jaron Jackson Jr. And that shows you how lazy the voters they have for these awards are. I mean, I, I think that there's, to me, the, the biggest guy that has an argument that probably won't win it this year, but he really, like, I know that they, ha- I hate giving away awards based off narrative, but he's been good for so long and he kind of feels like he needs one. Bam Adebayo is a guy that, like, he has to be in that this, conversation. He, he should have one, but he should. This, this year, he should this year, not one. it, yeah. Uh, and 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 I'm gonna tell you this: If you look at the Bucks one for one, you can't name a single position where they have a bad defender starting. You can't name one. Drew yeah, that's Holiday, that's why Brooke Lopez can't be de- be defensive player of the year. Drew Holiday is objectively this is objectively according to every statistic that measures this the best pick and roll defender in the NBA in terms of point guards. He's the best. Yeah. At your two guard, you got what Chris Middleton at the two. Um, uh, Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, yeah, Grayson Allen at the two. Grayson, okay, so Grayson Allen might be a below average defender. Everybody, I wouldn't else, say he the worst. Everybody else, you got Chris Middleton, one of the. No, I wouldn't say premier. He's not what he was at his prime in terms of defender, but he's still a good defender. Yeah. He's still nobody can argue against Chris Middleton being a good defender. And then at the four, <laughs> who's there for? Who's that? Who's their power forward? Some skinny guy with a weird name or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Not like he's won a bunch of defensive player of the years himself. So, like, is it really that hard to defend when, like, you're, you're, and y'all know me. I'm about, I'm not just about, all right, what do you do? I'm in the context of what is your individual contribution? So, like, I can see the Draymond argument because his individual contribution is crazy. That's, that bam, on, 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 a, on a team with pretty abysmal defenders and Wiggins has missed 90% of the season. Max Struess plays big minutes for the Heat. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. That man ain't defend Mr. Bubble Butt himself ain't defended nothing. <laughs> Don't be talking about Queen but, Latifah out there, dog. Hey, hey. <laughs> that man ain't defended nothing. Not, not a thing all year. Let's just be honest with ourselves. If you think that Kyle Lowry is a shell of himself defensively, if you don't think he's a shell of himself defensively, just watch the games and tell me how it goes. Because yep. I know Trey, Trey Young finna give him 35. I'd I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar. If he's on Trey, Trey Young will give him at least 35. I book Jimmy, it. Jimmy going to take that assignment if he gets Oh, of course he is because it's Jimmy. Yeah. But if, if Jimmy decided, hey, bro, you got it. You can figure it out, right? Yeah, okay. All right. That, again, easy. E35. The, the <laughs> easy way. The easy way. And besides that, I mean, again, who else are your your really good defenders on that Heat team? Who do you think of? Jimmy is a great defender. Okay, who else? You got Jimmy and Bam. That's that's it. Everybody else, toilet water defensively on that team. And I know what everybody's gonna say, but kidding. The Heat, they the effort. There's so much effort and tenacity. Effort and tenacity eventually is gonna get beat out by talent, like yeah. at some point in time. And, and you know who was there to clean it up when when that that talent wasn't there? Bam. But I get it. It's probably going to go to uh, Brooke Lopez because he's he's seen as the best defender on the best defense. I get it. I understand yeah. it. You know, I get how that's going to go. Fellas, who's your MVP? Who's your? Oh, by the way, shout out to Lloyd Markinen for beating the um, Sada Baby Bar is going to be your only career highlight allegations. Shout out to you. I believe we can all agree he's going to be the most improved player. I think we can all agree to that. Um, yeah, yeah, I got Lori Markin. A thousand percent. For yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. We can all agree to that. Shout out to Lori Markin, because uh you was in trouble, brother. You was in trouble. <laughs> and then the, uh, the other one, real quick, gives rookie of the year. That's the easiest one. This oh yeah, but yeah, pa- Paolo. Paolo. Yeah, anybody anybody besides Paolo is like, what are we doing here? Like, what conversation yeah, are we really like, having? The odds for that is minus ten thousand right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, even if the asteroid hit just where Paolo was, he'd still win it posthumously. Possibly. <laughs> so that's that's how that will work out. Fellas, who's your MVP? 
I told y'all plenty of times. Is it it Giannis? Who wins that MVP? I told y'all plenty of times, and I I, I don't want to say this because I really wanted to get Jokic MVP last year. I still feel like, uh, I mean, uh, Embiid, I still feel like Embiid deserved the MVP last year over Jokic. Mm -hmm. But like I told y'all a couple weeks ago, my MVP is Giannis. Okay. I, I would like to say that we are living in an era offensively in basketball where there are five stat lines that players currently have to end the season that have never been done in NBA history. When we talk about mm-hmm. points, rebounds, assists, Giannis and B, Jokic, Tatum, and Shea all have splits that we've never seen in the history of the league. But with that being said, Giannis has the best record in the NBA, and he spent majority of the season doing that without his partner in crime. Chris Middleton was not available for the Bucks for most of the season. Yes, he has a great supporting cast. But at the same time, if you look at those other teams, the Bucks without Middleton is not a greater roster than Embiid's roster, than Jokic's roster. And the Bucks have the best record in the NBA. Okay. All right. All right. Chris, who's your who's your guy? You know, I mean, Giannis is a good pick. Don't get me wrong. I think he should get it. But, you know, voters are lazy. Voter fatigue is a thing. Uh, I don't know why. Are you I, sure? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from everything you you see, everybody's pulling for uh, either a different MVP or a first time we have a three-time MVP since Larry Bird. That's what you see in the in the, in the the in the atmosphere. Now, I could be wrong. We don't know what's going to happen exactly. If we did, we'd be making a lot of money every time we thought so. So, um, I'm gonna go with Embiid. I've been telling y'all all year. I think Embiid gonna get it. Um, I think his 50 point game against the Celtics. They barely won that game, but that 50 point game against the Celtics put the icing on the cake. He's the first big man since I don't know when to lead the league in scoring. He's also the first player to dominate that mid range jumper that's above seven foot, and I don't know how long since Dirk probably. Yeah. He's also one of the only players in the league that if you take James Harden off that team, you couldn't name five other players on that team. You got you 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 couldn't. You could do that for the Pucks. You could do that for the Nuggets, I think. But for the Sixers, you, I can't because I, I like the Sixers. But I think he has the worst team out of the three teams without him on the team. And I think without – and B this year, his impact this year, his leadership this year. Not only that, he's kept James Harden out of the strip clubs this year. Like that should be MVP <laughs> alone right there. So I'm going with Embiid. I hate to say it. I hate and I don't do it. I truly hate it. I don't want to do it. I don't, but this is why, and, and I'ma say this, and I'ma say this with confidence. And, and a little bit of anger in my heart because it's not my fault. We should get our second ever third straight, three straight MVP guy. No, sir. We get our second ever third straight MVP guy. And let me tell you why this ain't my fault. He shouldn't have got at least one of the last two. He shouldn't have got. He shouldn't have got. I'm sorry to tell you, he should not have gotten one of those MVPs. And let me tell you, he's the leader in win shares right now. He's the leader in value above replacement right now. He is surprisingly, this is one of the most surprising parts of the whole deal about him. In terms of um, in terms of defensive win shares, he's only, I want to say he's like very slightly behind. No, he's ahead of Giannis in terms of defensive win shares this yep. year. Um, I mean, if we're talking from an analytic perspective, this is the greatest season in the history of the NBA from Jokic. Uh, like as much as I, I want to say 25, 12 and 11 on 60, 40, 80 or 90, sorry, is tough. That, that I think it's 80, 60, 40, 80 is tough. That's tough. As, as much as I want to, as much as I want to say, Hey, you can't give them three straight again. You shouldn't have gave him one of the other ones. Cause this. It ain't his fault that he's the best player in the league again. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, well, you you shouldn't give it to him if he doesn't win a championship. Shut up. That's stupid. It's about who was best in the vacuum of these 82 games from game one to final game before playing. Who was the best player? 
who had the most positive impact on their team? And every metric says there's one answer to that question. Nikola Jokic. That's that's what every... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you. The Serbian sauce god needs his love. Okay? <laughs> By the way, if they add that to his... Um, if they add that to his... What's that What's that thing called? Is it... A basketball it, reference? If they add that to his ba- basketball reference, I would like credit for it. I would like credit. <laughs> I would like the formal credit for calling him the Serbian sauce god. I would, I would like that. So... You know, yeah. we, we probably need to trademark that before... Uh... Cause I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that popping. Hey, listen, I'ma just tell you, I'ma just the man got a bag on. The man got a bag on. And and with that being said, with that being said, I think that we pretty much got everything cleared up here. I think that we got most of the things out the way in terms of in terms of the uh awards and all that. But let me just ask y'all this before we get out of here. Has y'all opinion changed on anything in terms of um, who y'all feel like is going to win the championship, what the finals are going to look like this year. Josh, we'll start with you. Um, honestly, in the Western Conference, I have no idea who's coming out the West. I believe uh, a couple weeks ago when we went over this, I, I believe I said Warriors-Bucks. Mm-hmm. For now, I'm going to stick with that. Just looking at the the seedings and how everything's matching up, I think I'm going to stick with that. But I, I'm, I'm excited because I think this is going to be the the – most exciting, most competitive playoffs that we've seen in a long time. Usually going into these playoffs, we say like, you know, it's going to be some good series, but we know who's going to the finals nine times out of 10. Right. We genuinely have no clue this year. I have no we idea. Genuinely have no clue. I got you. I got you. Chris, who you got? What you well, got? I had said, I had said Clippers and I said uh, Celtics, <laughs> but Paul George went down, so... <laughs> Guess who's the silly I, I, Honestly, if Paul George was healthy, I wouldn't have him making the finals. But I got, I would, I would have had them beating the Suns if Paul George was healthy. Silly guy. This we guy. still doing this? Clippers go clip. Yes. Clippers go clip. <laughs> Clippers go clip. <laughs> we, are we still get, doing get, this? Get, I, no, no, get, get. I learned my lesson. I ain't doing it. He can do it, but I ain't gonna do it. It's somebody else to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In the words of Eric Mays, when they go low, I go lower. And that's what the, that's what the Clippers do. Every time you say, oh, so another team got injury problems, we'll be more injured than them. Every time. Every single time. People looking at the Suns. Well, you know the Suns are undefeated when KD's starting. Well, what's the problem? KD gets hurt a lot. The, the Clippers, oh, don't worry about it. We'll we'll make it up for you. We'll make sure that we're even more hurt than y'all are. We already <laughs> we already got Mr. Glass himself, Kawhi Leonard over here, but but we're gonna add Paul George injury to the mix. That's that's just what we do. We the Clippers, baby. It's a reason we ain't never sniffed the conference finals before. It's a reason. Mm-mm. It's a reason. So so that being said, I'm gonna go Phoenix Suns and I'm gonna go Milwaukee Bucks. I I, I don't think the Bucks lose um they look, they look good. The Bucks look good. They got seven players on that team that that are ready to kill somebody on that court. <laughs> Literally, seven players that are ready to go. So you think the Gnosis is getting his second ring? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen! Shout out to the Nepo babies. You know what I mean? I wish, I wish I was a Nepo uh, baby. Sh- I wish for sure. Hey, shout out to my dad who like was apparently a unicorn in the 80s, but like didn't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Six feet tall, running like six feet something, like 260 pounds, running like a four eight and like just didn't want to do anything with it. What a fun guy he is. Oh, what a great guy. <laughs> but anywho, um, with that being said, I I hate to get this pick. I hate to get this pick. And this I'm I'm sipping the Kool-Aid just like y'all were with the Clippers. I ain't never going to stop sipping this Kool-Aid until he walks out the league. If AD is healthy and he stays healthy, the Lakers oh, I are thought I killed up this moves. last week. I thought I killed this. <laughs> if the, it's a if GG for that, stays, man. If AD stays healthy, they're coming out the way. Here's the problem with that. The Lakers didn't take care of business early. They front office didn't make the trades that they needed to make early. Mm-hmm. They waited too long. And then when this team finally started clicking and rolling – they had to have Brown and AD playing big minutes all leading up into the playoffs when these other teams got to rest their stars for almost a full week. And like, hey, man, we are where we are. We'll figure it out from there. So now you're going from 
having to fight for your lives to a play in where you got a one game to fight for your life to a series against uh, the Grizzlies, which if rested, that would be an easy one. But coming off of 12 straight games of fighting for your life, it's going to be tougher. It's going right. to be tougher. Gibbs, you like snowfall, right? Yeah, I do. It's a wonderful oh, series. I'll just ask you. I'll just it's a wonderful ask. series. It's a wonderful series. <laughs> now, now, with that, with that being said, with that being said, here's why I divert from y'all. I don't believe in AD to stop uh, getting hurt. So I think the AD is going to get hurt in one of the later rounds and the Nuggets end up making the finals. I've said this before, and I, I still believe in them now. I think that this is the Nuggets year finally to get to the finals. However, they're going to come up against a team that's already knocked on the door. It's either going to be the Celtics or the Bucks coming out of that other side. I ain't got no faith in them beating Harden. I'm sorry. It's either going to be the Celtics and Bucks out that other side. And with that being said, they're not going to get their first championship. The Nuggets are not going to get their first championship. That's just, that's what it is. I think whoever comes out the East is winning it this year, unless AD stays healthy. If AD stays healthy and is AD and LeBron stays healthy and is Bron, I think that they take it. But anybody come out the West besides them or any health problems with them, I think whoever comes out the East takes it. That's just... Yeah, listen, y'all can get on me for this Nuggets pick. I don't care. I am telling y'all right now. I mean, look look, up at the, looking at looking at the West, I can see it happening just the way everything's lining up. Let me tell you, I think that the Nuggets' biggest competition is the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies are the team that's like, oh, my God, if they played the Nuggets, it would get ugly. But I don't think they'll make it out the first round. I don't think if they play the Lakers, I don't see them making it out the first round. I just don't see it happening. Like, I think that they struggle to do so. So we'll see. We'll see whether or not I'm right or wrong. We'll see whether or not it's – I do not have a Jokic by – you know what? You know what? I, I'm not doing this with y'all today. I'm not doing this with y'all today. I know y'all tired of us talking MVP and talking championships and all that, and I don't have a Jokic by, so I'm telling you right now, Jokic still ain't winning his first championship. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.